the world of fusion. A land consisting of two different lands, whose elements have fused to form a completely different environment altogether, usually due to the often shifting nature of the Nexus. In this world's case, the outlaws and blazing sun of the Wild West have fused with futuristic, cybernetic enhancements. Navigating the rules of two worlds at once can prove a difficult challenge, but if you're ready, say the words. I'm ready. Good. Then welcome to your micro-dungeon adventure. Welcome to episode 7 of Micro-Dungeon Adventures. I am Garrett, your host, slash guide, slash god. Today I am joined by my lovely friend Gavin Hall. So excited to have you here. Uh, I've got a very specialized world for you today and I hope you're ready for it. I'm excited. It's, it's gonna be great. Um, nice little fusion world between between cyberpunk and western. That's going to be really, really fun. Um, you have chosen your item numbers before we began, and I'm happy to tell you now that because of the numbers you have chosen being 4, 1, and 3, going into your dungeon, you will be equipped with your weapon is a laser revolver. So it's like your standard six-shooter, like in westerns, but it shoots lasers because it's awesome, and it's technologically advanced. So... Uh, your tool, or your sort of augment, a bodily augmentation in this case, is a synapse misfire, which basically just means that you, uh, you are able to occasionally cause breaks in an enemy's, uh, or anyone's sort of thoughts. Kind of, it's kind of a stun, basically, mm. um, which is really, really cool. Uh, and your aid is a horse. Yes, cowboy. Yes, uh, it is literally just a horse. You can name it, you can do whatever you want with it, but you have a horse for you to use. Um, and I don't know why, but that's like the fourth person that's gotten like an animal companion on their adventure. I know I know CJ had one and I know Rachel had one, so that's, that's, that's really hilarious. So with that, I think we are ready to begin. You said I'm ready, so let's get right into it. So, you close your eyes and then you open them and awaken to find yourself in the middle of what appears to be some sort of carriage. You feel a kind of bumpy road going along um, and on other side of you, you kind of see the sun bleeding through like a very thin white sheet. Um, so you're, you're in, you're in the, the container compartment of some sort of carriage, basically. Um, you are being driven by your cyber horse uh, do you have a name for your cyber horse? I'm just curious. Phil. Phil. We love Phil. That's great. Um, and you seemingly um, you 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 peek out through the sheet, kind of still dazed, because apparently you must have just been asleep and are waking up now. Um, and you just kind of see you've arrived at some sort of Wild West-esque kind of town, kind of one road building stacked along either side. Um, rickety buildings, but they're made of like solid steel in a sense. Um, so make that make sense, you know. <laughs> um, and you look out in front of you, um, you were looking off to the side, and then you kind of look out in front of you, and you see a woman approach in a, a, a very um, sheriffy kind of garb, you know, the nice the hat, the six point badge, you know, the. The, the dual pistols at the side, um, 
and she kind of walks out in front of the carriage and she she kind of hails your horse um, and then she kind of uh, moves the horse. She kind of directs the horse to a nearby trough, um, which instead of uh, being filled with water, is filled with oil. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> and then she kind of walks up to the side of the carriage and she holds out her hand because you, cause you're like above her. She like holds out your hand. What do you want to do? Um, I think I take her hand. Okay, cool. Out. So you reach for her hand and you kind of pass through her hand and fall onto the ground into like a, a pit of mud that's right by the carriage, like just oh, so no. perfectly placed. And she goes, oh, sorry, I forgot. This is my hologram. Sheriff Nick's rider of Neo Rodeo. Nice to meet you. Nice she, holds to meet out, you. she holds out her hand again. Nice to meet you. <laughs> She's like, ah, you're a smart fellow, are you? Good thing we contacted you. So listen, uh, you should probably want to know why you're here. And she, she goes into a story um, for you. Um, she, she thanks you for coming in on such short notice, because basically... So basically there's this local gang that's been causing all sorts of mischief around the town. They call themselves the Rodeo Clowns. Uh, sort of a pun on rodeo clowns, I know, so so cliche. Uh, but they've been disturbing the peace of many public areas and the lives of the citizens here in Neo Rodeo. It's been it's been straight up awful. But it's that's why we hired you in. We we know you're a very skilled uh, mercenary, uh, a fixer, as we like to call them in these parts. And basically, what we, we want, we, what your your mission is, what we need you to do is, we need you to enter the base of the operations of the Rodeo Clowns and stop them from continuing their heinous acts by any means necessary. And uh, I think you, she, she like winks and she's like, you get the gist of what I mean by that. Um, and it seems like the only information we have on them right now is that they appear to be coming out of the, the Cactus Club, a local bar that's just a couple of blocks down. That uh, That's where their, their base of operations seems to be pinpointed to be but but other than that we don't really know how they're getting in and out of there because we've explored the place so often and, and in every area we can searched every nook and cranny we are unable to find them so we're hoping your your mercenarial insight will be able to help us out here and so with that she kind of points and directs you to where the cactus club is and what do you do well i think i uh I'm going to stroll up to this cactus club. All right. And I think I'm just going to go in, sit at the bar, and get a drink. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so the cactus club is located somewhat down the road. It's it's not a far walk at all. Um, it's this nice little little bar with um, made out of that same sort of solid steel building of sorts. Um, and there is a neon sign that is on the uh, on top of the building. It's, it's just cactus club, and there's a nice little like cactus that's like, the, it's a neon sign that's like moving with like the the little thorns pricking out and it, yeah. it like cycles three times or so. Um, it's it's very nice. Uh, the building is created out of this like jet black wood and 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 um, and sort of like ornate decorations like some some gold plaster around the area. Um, and so you go you go to enter the swing the swinging doors very very uh, tavern bar style. You open the doors, and of course, everyone in the bar just turns. The p piano player just stops playing. The bartender stops uh, uh, cleaning the glass, and they all just look at you like, 
for a couple seconds. And then they go back to whatever they're doing, piano start doing dun 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 ro da 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 and um and then they return to whatever they were doing. So yeah, what would you like to do? You've entered the bar. Uh so you said you were gonna go sit at the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go down and you sit at the bar, bartender, um very handlebar mustache, you know. Uh, but uh, he's also got like this robotic eye that's kind of like darting around separate to his other eye, mm-hmm. kind of like keeping watch over the people around the area. Um, and he, 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 his regular eye turns to you and he kind of goes, what can I do for your stranger? Give me the strongest of whatever you got. <laughs> you think you can handle that? Yes, sir, I do. All right, so he kind of turns around, and he um, he has to push a couple of bottles out of the way to grab this, like, very intricate, like, hard to handle almost, because there's, like, it's, like, shaped like a snowflake almost, because it's, like, indented in, it's, like, sharp to hold, and there's no, like, real gripping area, but it's this, like, nice, like, very clear um, vase of sorts in, in the glass. And so he grabs it and it's like, I hate holding this thing. Why'd you order this? <laughs> he, he, like, screws off the, the cap and he, and he grabs a standard glass, places it in front of you. And he's like, so what brings you into town? He kind of uh, twists the cap back on and places it back and kind of shakes off his hand. Well, I'm, I heard about these Rodeo clowns. Mm. Causing all sorts of trouble around here. What kind of trouble are they getting into? Oh, all sorts of stuff. The standard robbery, bank robbery, person robbery, horse robbery. You know, and, the, and it's like some I understand, but horse robbery? You know, they're horses. What, are the, what do they got on them? You know, batteries, <laughs> oil. Actually, that is stuff I'd like to steal. Maybe I'll rob a horse one day. Eh, don't worry about it. Uh, but you, you get the gist. They're, they're causing all sorts of mischief and trouble in our here town of Neo Rodeo. I see. So, you ever meet these Rodeo clowns? Well, of course. They're all around here. They're here right now. And he kind of um, gestures to um, a table in the back. And it's a couple of guys that are like heads down, cow like cowboy hats covering their 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 brow, um, kind of shiftily darting their eyes around the room. Sometimes occasionally one of them will will, will glance at you. Um, but they're playing some form of poker that's like entirely holographic and it's like dealing out the cards for them and they've got like uh, chips that they can like throw in and stuff, um, but they're but they are sitting at this table. Now look, stranger, if I were you, I wouldn't go messing around with them rodeo clowns. They may have a silly sounding name, but they are deadly. Well, let's see how how deadly they are. <laughs> so so you're gonna walk up. You're to going this, over to this. You're gonna table, walk. You're gonna walk up to partner. this table. Um, and so you kind of get to, to one of the edges of the table and you kind of like make your presence known. You've got like, <clears throat> you've got like one hand on, on your, on your, your laser pistol and, and another just kind of looking and they, they kind of look up from their game and they look at you and this one guy with, with like 
barely any hair on his face, you know, very patchy, like, beard. He kind of looks, he goes, Now what can I help you with? Obviously, I'm trying to get in on your game. Well, grab a seat. So he, he kind of, um, he, he gets a seat and he kind of gestures you in and, and they they tap, like, your area of the table and he goes, doo, 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 and, and you get, like, a bunch of, like, uh, chips um, and, and, and it deals you two cards. It's Texas Hold'em, basically. So what's your wage, your partner? Your horse. My horse? You're gonna, what are you gonna do with my horse? I want the oil from your horse. You want, you're trying to ride my horse, Sonny? No, sir, I'm trying to win it through a fair wage. And this, this guy gets immediately, like, pissed the fact that you would, you would dare try and use his horse's bargaining material. Um, so he stands up and, and he, he, he reaches for, for something in a holster. Uh, what do you do? I immediately pull out my laser revolver. Okay. And blast him. Damn. All right. Immediately getting into it. So yeah, you um, you you grab um. Yeah. So so yeah. Okay. He grabs his pistol from from his side, and you immediately quicker to the draw. You and it it he goes and and he and he falls backwards on the ground. He's like, he's, he's like barely playing life. He's like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. You're going to have a horse. Please just don't kill me. I'm going to, I'm going to tell him that. I'm going to say, well, I need your horse. And I need you to tell me where you boys are from. You, you mean you want to know where the base of operations is? It's in here. It's in here. I can tell you whatever you want to know. <laughs> he just kind of sees you silently staring at him. Okay, okay, okay. You're going to want to go over... You're going to want to go over to the bar. You're going to want to pull on the tab that says motor oil. Oh, <laughs> he, kind of, uh, he kind of falls down unconscious. And the other three look like dark, like like wide-eyed, look around and they're like, okay, okay, we, we're sorry. We didn't do anything. Um, so you've kind of gotten this information. Um, yeah, that, that at the, the bar, there's, one, there's a specific tab you need to pull. And that will do something. Well, I go and pull that tab. Yeah, so you go up to the bar, and there's like, there's like, a whiskey tab and like a, a beer tab, Bud Light, you know. <laughs> um, and then you see one that says motor oil, and you're like, what kind of human person would need to drink motor oil? So you pull it, and. Like the name suggests, you you start to hear a motor kind of from uh from from the left side of where you are because you're kind of pushing the, the 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 tab inwards, and so from your left you see a secret passageway begin to to kind of shakily drift open, and it reveals a hidden staircase that you can um, enter down, and and none of the guys at the table are going to follow you. They're they're incapacitated they're they're not going to deal with you they they see what you're capable of i'm going to proceed down the staircase with caution you proceed down the staircase with caution and you enter upon this um this sort of like facility um 
you start with just you entering in some sort of door room which just has the staircase and a couple of of boxes and stuff in the room nothing really of note except for two doorways um that you see in front of you one of which looks to be leading into a much larger room and the other which seems to be leading to a shorter room but there's nothing really else of interest this is sort of the entrance to the secret hideout congratulations you found the secret hideout step one complete um so it seems like you can go one of two ways. You can either head towards this larger room um, and or you could head towards this smaller room, but there may be some different uh, scenarios that might happen depending on whichever room you go to. I think I'm gonna check the smaller room. Okay, so you you turn it, so the smaller room is off to your right. So you go um, down the right hallway. And as you get into the doorway of the room, you're still being cautious, I'm assuming. So you see in this room, there are three people um, that are dressed up in, in these, the standard black garb of the Rodeo clowns. And this, you, you've, you've uncovered that this is kind of like the break room. Um, there's like some nice like soft couches, like a snack bar of sorts. This is kind of where they're uh, chilling out before their next big heist of sorts. So there are kind of three of them. One's kind of lounging on the on the couch. Uh, one's like kind of t- changing the TV channel uh, because there's TV because it's cyberpunk, duh. <laughs> um, and the other's kind of just munching on a bag of chips at the snack bar, not really doing anything. But they don't. None of them notice you. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna use my synapse misfire. On okay, that. which one? I would say you can activate it on one of them. I'm gonna use it on the guy eating the chips. Poor guy eating chips. So, yeah. So you you kind of tap the side of your head, and that uh, brings up a sort of menu, and it locks on to you. You you lock on through the walls at the guy eating the bag of chips, and so you kind of and um, you 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 send out some sort of signal that kind of hacks into the cyberware in, in his body, and all of a sudden, like, smoke appears to appear from his head. He goes, and he kind of just, he, he's like mid-eating a chip, and he's like, arg, arg. <laughs> and, like, smoke is rising from his head, and so the other two kind of look at him, and they're like, whoa, what the heck is going on? And they go up to him, and they're starting to, like, uh, feel him, they feel his word, ah, ooh, his head's so hot, what happened? And um, this is seemingly creating enough of a diversion that you might be able to get through the room. Uh, there, across the room, there is another doorway that needs leads to the next part of the room that of, of the hideout that you might need to get to. I'm gonna sneak to that doorway. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm gonna say, in order to successfully sneak all the way through, uh, it's gonna be an action from you, one of your three actions. So mm. if you could just go ahead and mark that, if that's what you want to do, or you can try and find another way. Up to you. Um, I think, I think while they're distracted, I take them out. While they're distracted, you take them out, okay. With the the laser. With the laser revolver, sure. Um, all three of them, or just the two that are, like, uh, checking on the other guy? Because the other guy's pretty out of commission, just from being... I think just the two. Okay, cool, so... Uh, like very um, cowardly in, in, in a sense of like the manner of Wild West shooting you you 
walk into the room. Do you say any? What you want to say any like sort of quip or anything? Enough clowning around. Beautiful. So, so they they turn to you, uh, but it's too late as you've already hit them in in the back and the other one in their side. Um, they go oh ah, and they and they kind of fall to the ground. The other guys are like, like his hand is shaking, trying to eat the chip. Um, but that allows you to kind of quietly sneak into the next room. So you um, you walk into this room and you've stumbled upon some sort of situation room of sorts where they are going over the plans for their next big heist. No one's in this room, but you find the plans for this very elaborate heist that the Rodeo clowns are intending to pull off. They're going to rob the belongings of every last citizen of Neo Rodeo and completely turn the town into their oasis. You see plans of exactly how many people need to be sent to each building to, to strike everything. Um, and, and, and then afterwards, they are going to make it so that anyone who rides into town will be completely robbed of all of their belongings. So they're basically planning on making this town their their personal trap of sorts, um, and they're gonna they're gonna root out any sort of thorny weeds or people that um, may be destructive to their plans, because there is so many barrels full of explosives in this room. Like you need to be careful where you're stepping, because there's like along one wall there's just a bunch of barrels, and they've got the They've got TNT and they've got a skull and crossbones marked on it, like very, very dangerous stuff. Um, and there's a piece of paper in this room that just kind of lists all of their plans. And um, as you finish reading this, this, this detailed instruction, you you just hear from off to your right. You just hear, well. Seems like we've got another glob in the spittoon. Who are you, partner? So you turn and face and you see this stout, very regally dressed, like purple, decked out to the nines, um, man with, with like this curly wide mustache that honestly it has like a couple loop-de-loops it goes out so far um and he's smoking this huge cigar and he goes the name's jester i'm the leader of these rodeo clowns and you are on my property well partner why are you trying to rob the town <laughs> Why am I trying to rob the town? It's because it's what's funny. It's what I was meant to do. And I'm going to continue to do it till the day I die. In fact, speaking of dying, and you see um, <clears throat> from both hallways that lead into this room, a bunch of Rodeo clowns come in. So you are completely surrounded by like six guys um, and they are all kind of um, surrounding you now. And from the doorway, which came in through the break room, um, you see two more guys come in and they are holding Nick's 
uh, the the woman who led you into town earlier, and they kind of throw her to the ground, and she's like very much like beaten and bruised, um, and she goes, "I'm sorry, cowboy. They threatened my family. I had no choice but to sell you out. I'm sorry." Um, I can't believe you, Nix. I, I had to do what I had to do. This is Neo Rodeo. We all just gotta do what we gotta do to survive. I'm sorry, cowboy. And Jesse goes, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and he, he grabs from his hip a laser shotgun and he cocks it, points at Nix and just <laughs> fires instantly. And you see Nix just completely just fall back. Just, just, just riddled with holes, kind of dying instantly. He's like, yeah, now the sheriff and the biggest problem is gone. It seems like we can move on to number two. So how are you going to escape the situation? Completely surrounded, leader of the clowns right in front of you. I think I'm going to say, well, Jester, for a guy named Jester, you're not that funny. And I'm going to use my synapse misfire on it. Ooh, okay. Um, so I'm going to say um, your your synapse misfire, you go to tap it. And, so, so you say the line... Jester, I don't. For name with for a guy with a name like Jester, you don't seem that funny. And he ta- you tap your your you go to like quick tap your shoulder, and the synapse misfire is like almost charged, but not fully. You have to buy your time for like like ten more seconds. What is something else you can do to kind of buy that time? <laughs> and because you go to do it, and Jester's like, "What'd you say to me? You think you can dare disrespect me like that?" I'm. Uh... No, sir. I think I'm gonna. I think for this moment, I'm gonna pretend like I'm giving myself over. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of raise your hands in the air. It's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have disrespected your authority. And and, and a bunch of the rodeo clowns begin to to kind of come up on you to kind of like hog tie you in a sorts. Um, and then you hear bing bing, almost like you, uh, which is basically your brain telling you, hey, your synapse is fire ready. Yeah, do you want to say another quip before you go and do it again? Uh, y'all are a bunch of clowns. <laughs> and then you do it, and and and, um, and Jester, uh, who is standing there, and then he goes, <laughs> and he kind of falls limp, um, and the other rodeo clowns go, oh, he. He incapacitated Jester, and they're kind of freaking out, like whoa, 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 whoa! I can't believe this! I can't believe this! Um, and, and so they're all kind of freaking out. So most of them like just leave the room. There's just one guy completely stunned. They're just, what are you gonna do, sir? I'm gonna clean this town of you clowns. Oh golly! He's going to kill us. We got to run. So you see a bunch of them begin to run and you're kind of chasing them back through all these different hallways you went in and they, they all kind of rush up the staircase that you came in from. Um, and they're all kind of doing the same motion of like the, the, the they're jumping back and forth with their, with their arms raised and it <laughs> comedically outside of the, 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 the cactus, um, the cactus club, 
um, they they all like right outside the doorway is a police wagon and they all just begin jumping into it just to kind of avoid you in a sense so they're they're all just jumping in it's like oh my god we gotta get out of here and then once the last guy jumps in he goes Oi! he like jumps on top of uh, like 40 different bad guys um, the the police wagon shuts and then it begins to drive off and you hear the laser horses with their sirens going beep, boop, beep, boop. and and the police wagon lights off and uh from where the police wagon was in your perspective, uh, when it turns off, you see in front of you, you see Nyx. I'm going to say, how are you alive? Boy, you don't got that great a memory, cowboy. It was a hologram. Remember? The hologram from earlier when, when, when you fell out onto the mud? I fell into the mud. I can be in two places at once. I just I just happened to... Uh, to, to, to use my clone to get down there, and uh, I guess it helped you out, luckily enough. But, um, thank you for your help, stranger. It was very appreciated. You're welcome, partner. So, uh, she thanks you for your help, and then, because now the people of Ro- Neo Rodeo can live safely without worrying about the clowns as they've been incapacitated. You see a couple of other officers go in to go pick up Jester from downstairs, um... Uh, and uh, Nix comes up to you and she's like, you did a good thing today, cowboy. Here, have a coin. And she flips a sort of golden coin, which kind of shimmers in the in the beaming sunlight as it uh, drops into your, your hand. Um, and you notice as you pick up this coin, it kind of shimmers, not just this gold, but also a sort of odd purplish and black kind of glow and as you continue to look at it it sort of begins to 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 grow of sorts and it it kind of then all encompasses you in a sense um and you begin to travel through this space um and there's these flashes of purple and, and white light and black light that kind of pass by you as, as you're seemingly like floating through some sort of space. And when you arrive, um, you, 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 sorry, you, you close your eyes one more time and when you wake up, you are in a room sort of similar to this purple and black light that you've just encompassed. Um, and there are only a couple of noticeable things in the room. You're kind of sitting on a bench of sorts made of this same purple and black. It's like all encompassing around the room. Um, the first thing you notice is a timer, which you look at and it makes out the numbers one colon zero zero colon zero zero, which you can kind of determine is one hour. One hour towards what? You don't exactly know. But someone that might be able to give you that knowledge is... You also notice six other people in this room. You notice a girl dressed in this, like, sort of fantasy garb, wearing, uh, using, having, holding this, uh, kind of bejeweled flute that's kind of broken in a couple places. You notice a man dressed in this very astute white uh, officer wear with 
uh, a golden pin designating some sort of leadership. You notice a man dressed in Sherlockian garb, the nice little tweed jacket and hat. Um, you notice another person who seems like they've just gone through some sort of horror movie. They're still kind of shaken up about everything. Um, you notice a man wearing just the, the shadiest of sunglasses, kind of look like he just came out of an action movie of sorts. And you notice a man with a very intimidating eye patch and a parrot squawking on his shoulder. Um, and you can kind of dictate that these, this is Rachel, Andrew, Caleb, Hannah, Lior, and CJ. All adventurers who have done their own adventures before you. And that is where we have to end today's episode of Micro Dungeon Adventures. Thank you so much for joining me, Gavin. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Next week, we travel to the nonsense world where your wildest dreams can be imagined to the fullest extent. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for watching, and I'll see you next time.